0: Again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who is really enjoying this cold snap. It is Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. False. It made you drive like two blocks from your home to the studio.
1: Well, look, I am a uh, I'm, I'm I'm a recovering wimp. COVID wimp, and uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, it's cold. The lungs aren't feeling awesome. I was very mad at myself that I had turned off the heated seats in my car, so when I started my car this morning, they weren't automatically warming up. It was no good. It was terrible. Oh, hashtag <laughs> first world problems. <laughs> oh, the trials and tribulations of Jason Norberry. Link to Lee Summit is the source as it remains all the news you need about our very fine city. And our unofficial sponsor today is on theme here: warm fuzzy socks. Because like I have, I I are be- you a fuzzy sock guy? I am. I'm becoming more of a sock person. Um, as like you know, I've got more like colorful socks crude socks like the the blue blue q socks that the the people with blue hair and sell um all those sorts of things but also in this weather warm fuzzy socks are warm socks are important as it turns out to uh to to being happy as a thing so
1: i'm just gonna i'm gonna put this out there for our, for you and all of our listeners mm-hmm. all six of them you're old i
0: am comfy feet man <laughs> comfy feet
1: <laughs> All right, are you ready to dig in? We've been gone. We took a little bit of a break for the holiday season, but Jason, it's January 5th, 2022. We're back, and we're back for fun times.
0: It is 2022. It is, I believe now, officially and for real, silly season. But we're not going to jump immediately into silly season. We've got some stuff, and so Nick, I'm going to ask you the most important question. What's going on in our
1: town? Well, are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a little update. Okay the downtown market plaza project. We got a little bit of an update, a little change. They, uh, they have finally, uh, named, well, they had the, the first reading, um, the master architect for that. So GLMV is going to be the master architect. So what that means Jason is, that's kind of the last big piece to add to that puzzle. So now, it will finally start moving into the more detailed planning, budgeting, and, and design work at following following that. So this is still a super long development process. It's not like we're going to start moving dirt tomorrow. But this was a big piece to get that, that architect in there. And then they can start looking into things like how, are, how is this going to lay out? what are the what are the buildings that we actually need to fit users that that they're going to go after and here's a big one that a lot of people are talking about now that there's a master architect on board we can start looking at okay so what happens with the ice house because there's been a lot of conversation about that ice house building you know and in the is the last there historic pre- significance to it does right. it need to be saved can it be saved
0: in the last and in the last pictures they had the ice and the first ones that have been like around the most recent ones had the ice house in it so well like, and it's I think clearly original, not a decided
1: issue right and those those original uh, concepts there were concepts with and concepts without and I and it's really just because nobody knows the answer to that question yet so there's now they'll be able to dig in and they'll they'll be able to go look at that building and see you know if it should can it be right I mean we just don't we don't really know and so we'll get we'll get to that we'll keep everybody updated as it goes on but look this is kind of an exciting project it includes some de- out, outdoor performance space which voters voted on a long time ago I' still waiting for this to happen. Um, but it's obviously grown from that to include some other things, including a new permanent home for the farmers market. Which, if you don't know, the Lee Summits downtown farmers market is really one of the most, the biggest and most used, most attended market in the metro
0: area. So it's 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 kind of a big deal, Jason. It is. It is, and it deserves a it deserves a permanent home, uh, befitting its stature. And that's the thing that like you and I have been working on, well, you know, in our involvements with downtown for years and years and years, and I'm glad to see it take another step towards being a reality. Right. So as things change, as we get updates, as
1: as some of that planning process starts starts going, we'll be able to uh, pass along some of those updates to you.
0: All right, more council stuff. So Jason, I think we have to talk in low voices for this one. All right, we're going to keep this on the DL.
1: Because if you remember, the last local election cycle. I I do. I mean, it's four, years. It's four years ago. Right. This was four years ago. The big topic, the thing that changed everything or drove conversation centered around agreements between the city and the public safety unions, the fire and the police. That's not going to be an issue this election cycle because – Really, I, this just kind of snuck through. Council has, has approved extensions of the labor agreements for both the fire and police unions. Once again,
0: these were first readings uh, on, on Tuesday. Right. So, But no, they were unanimous. So odds are usually when something goes through unanimously on first reading, it goes on to the consent agenda at the next meeting. So in a week, we should have those things uh, formally approved and what have you. Which, But I want to say this. This is kudos to the city and to the unions. For sitting down, making sure that their agreements are all in place, that they wanted, they're getting, you know, things are fine, making whatever minor adjustments needed to be made, and getting this done, and and for the both the unions who are, I would assume, still going to be active in the elections, taking this big issue off the table. Um, Now, I mean, there's there's always the next because this is only for this year. Um, It was just an extension for the year. There's always the next negotiation to be had, but it will be less of a pressing issue for we're not trying to – nobody's creating or walking up to a fiscal cliff um, and causing all sorts of issues. Well, and that. I
1: think it saves the people, the political spectacle that that becomes when it's an election issue, and and you don't have to sift through the the hyperbole, right? Right. No dais negotiations. For, right. I mean, it just I, – I, I think we lost – and I, I'm the royal we as a community here. I think we all lost kind of sight of the real conversations around that because it just became – a, it became such a crazy campaign issue, and if you remember, it came down to a vote at the very end from from the late Diane Seif, who changed her support
0: and she lost by just a few votes for re election. I believe the number was four votes. So I think at the end you know this is where we are and it's it i'm I'm glad and so some kudos to both the city staff and to the uh, the heads of the respective. Uh, labor unions to on getting that managed and 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 taking care of business going forward as we go.
1: Speaking of the unions, Jason, let's give a little good on you.
0: I think I think that's appropriate here.
1: We're going to say good on you to the firefighter union, the local IAFF twenty one ninety five, as well as an anonymous donor. They just delivered a check for ninety thousand dollars to Lee Summit Social Services and. Let's also expand that let's, good on you. Hold
0: on, I want to say this. Think of the amount of musling that that's doing for <laughs> the who shall not be
1: named. Let's let's expand that good on you to the people of Lee Summit. So that's that's part of the the annual boot block, which we we still say annual, but they couldn't do it last year. It was canceled because
0: of uh, I think of the COVID. We we ignore all things that were canceled for COVID. They Ooh. remain annual, right? But I mean,
1: this is a, just to me another example of when. When the people make a call out to our community about about a need, and this can be one of, you know, least summit social services this time is one of a number of local charities that do a lot of good in our, in our community. But but I think we have a record here. The people of least summit have a record here of of when a need is called out, the people of least summit show up. Mm-hmm. And here's just one more example. And and if we allowed executive director. Or at least, I'm at Social Services to come on the show anymore. He would tell you, "This is a big deal because what they have needed more than anything is financial support because of of what's happened through COVID. They've had to give a lot of assistance, financial assistance to people people in our community. And so this just go, this will go a long way. So a check for ninety thousand dollars, good on you to an anonymous donor." Good on you to the firefighters, and good on you to the people
0: of Lee Summit. Awesome! All right, there's one more little bit of news, just because it's we found it entertaining. It's fun. the The city of Lee Summit is in the process of now passing an ordinance to approve the use of golf carts legally on city streets. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Start your golf cart engines now. There are restrictions. You can't rev them too high, though. Yeah, you can't go too fast. You know, you have to be a licensed driver. You have to be insured. You got to proof of ownership. You know, it's basically they're treating them essentially like a, well, a small junkie car. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Although some of them are nicer than some, some of them are cars. nicer
0: than some of the cars that I own. Yes, that's yes. true for sure. But but in the end, uh, but they are treating them like so they're, they're capping speeds and they're the but you've got to be licensed and you've got to have insurance and all those sorts of things. You have to be a responsible automobile owner to uh mobile that auto so if you are ready to
1: use your golf cart on the streets just just call the fine folk at, at city
0: hall right and Don't i'm sure there the i'm sure there are some other limitations on like you probably can't go on like 291 or 50 highway with your golf cart and things i like can't that hop that on thing. the interstate with it well because those are state highways and so those rules are going to be different than the city streets that's true we always have to pay uh, attention to those little those things rules they have rules all right jason <sighs> Let's leap in. It's time.
1: It's I mean, officially we are, time. We are. We are now in. We are. I'm going to start things off. Let's 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 start things off this way. So, filing period for for candidates for local office ended on December 28th. You can see the full list uh, of candidates on our website at linktothesummit.com. There's also in that in that piece listing the candidates is a link of the district map for city council. So if you are unsure of which council district you sit in. You can you can check that that link out and go look at the the district map. Jason, here's the best thing. This is this is the part that I'm really I'm I'm glad to see. Every single race is
0: contested. So nobody is running on a post. And most of them are over contested. And I don't mean that by like there's too many candidates, but there's more than just two right. for the one spot. There's uh, districts one, two and three all have three candidates running in them for the races so and we've, and we have 10 in the Board of Education race for two is, seats, which is just an, an amazing number. Um, we'll see how the everybody uh, fares in those those whole things but we'll we'll get there as we go. So yeah, we don't know a lot about a lot of these candidates there's um, for school board there's only one incumbent that ran uh, the outgoing I guess now we can call her outgoing. Uh, Judy Hedrick. Judy Hedrick, uh, the outgoing uh, school board member, Judy Hedrick, did not file for re So she is – she's now a short-timer, so she can just throw bombs all – no, she's probably just going to continue <laughs> to do the fine work she's been doing and, and exit there. But – and it's – you know, I will say this. It's like, that is – these are all tough jobs. I mean, like – the Board of Ed is, you get nothing for that. There's no money, like, there's nothing. There's no stipend. There's no stipend. At City Council... But there's and, lots of headaches. Right. And C- lots of meetings. City Council does have a salary and some per diem, so there's like... But nobody's getting rich doing any of these things. The salary, even the biggest salaries available for, like, mayor or the, the municipal judge are not sufficient to maintain a Lee summit lifestyle uh, (laughs) on their own. So like these are, this is all part-time volunteer stuff. And it's a lot more work. You know, the, I I think if you asked any of the current city council members, what their effective hourly rate is, like how many hours they put in to get the, 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 you know, comparatively small, but still amount of money. They would be, they're like minimum wage or lower. No.
1: And I think, you know, (laughs) what we've learned too, Jason is as well. And I've covered local local politics and elections and in, in, in a lot of communities, but you know, for this, for the purpose of this show and this community, what you and I have learned when, when we've interviewed outgoing or former elected officials, you know, they all tell the same story. Yeah, I didn't realize how much work, or or even a lot of. The, they will talk about a lot of the things that they had to to decide on to face issues they had to face. They weren't necessarily prepared for that there's just a lot of surprises. So I think I think I think you'll you'll see that there are a lot of people that come in and I'm glad they come in with their issues but there's going to be things that they aren't aren't set for.
0: Right. Absolutely. And they'll they'll be but
1: this is what we like to see, right? People people show up. People show up and people, do people that. Want to be and, part of the and we're
0: here to commit we are committing ourselves to help them get a little bit of a flavor of that. We're going to ask those questions like we do every year. We're going to ask, we're going to follow up, we're going to make sure that they have uh, the knowledge of the, the the issues that you, the community, are find important, and to make sure that they have some like they can actually you know defend their answers to go along with it. That's the thing. That's what we want. We want to make sure that people are. We're not here for the gotchas. Or we're not here for the the national news stories that are in those issues. We're talking about the things that really matter to the people in Lee Summit and the things that make Lee Summit a cool place to live. And we want to make sure that they are on top of those issues. And we're excited to talk to everybody about it.
1: Speaking of that, Jason, we are asking uh, you, the listeners, the readers of LinkedIn Lee Summit, uh, chime in. Uh, We want to know what are your top issues? What do you want to, what do you really want to demand that candidates speak to? When we do when we do send out our questionnaires, when we do have them here in the studio for for our candidate interviews, what what issues do you really think they need to, they need to be talking about? So there's a survey on our website. We we have links to that survey in in all of the the content um, that's talking about the upcoming election. You'll see a link in there to let us know what you think. It's, it's it's really really short, but we just we're trying to get a a feel for for what people think is important, so that we make sure we cover those topics in our interviews and questionnaires with the candidates. Jason, let's run through really quickly. I will I will run through names for mayor and council and you can you can let people know who's running for the LSR7 Board of Education. We'll awesome. start with the mayoral race. Incumbent Bill Baird is running for re-election and he is opposed by outgoing District 1 Council Member Diane Forte. In District 1 City Council race, we have Kirk
0: Sonoshin Am I saying that correctly? I don't know. We're screwing these up. So uh, apologies. Apologies in advance to all of you.
1: Um, Mia Pryor is running as well. And a, a candidate we've seen a few times before for District 1 City Council, Robert Dye, is also running there. In District 2, we have Storm Schneider, John Lovell, and Lorenzo Harrison for the District 3 Council seat. We have Jose Beto Lopez. He is the incumbent right now and current mayor pro-tem. He's running for re-election. Ted Deal and Janice Gordon are also running for district 3 and district 4 city council race we have the incumbent Bob Johnson running for reelection and then we also have Faith Hodges who has who has filed to run in district 4
0: all right, we do have a contested race for municipal judge, uh, which is a thing that happens every—I don't know—now and then, four or eight years or so. Um, just for those of you who do not pay attention, there are two municipal judges, and they do run on four-year cycles, but they flip—you know—they're back and forth, much like the council seats are. Uh, this year, uh, the incumbent judge uh, Dana Altieri is running for reelection, and opposing her will be Josh Peter. <coughs> As for the board of education got to take a deep breath here. There are a lot of names. There are, these are for two open seats. Uh, there are 10 people running. Uh, Larry Anderson, uh, Ann Gaines, Melissa Foxhoven, Mike Allen, our sole incumbent running for re-election, Joseph Yagaginsky, or Yakaginsky. I apologize to Joseph for that. I'm sure he'll tell us how to pronounce his name in time. Heather Eslick, Jennifer Foley, Scott O'Brien, Sophia O'Neill, and William Lindsay. And again, all of those
1: are on the Link to Leave Summit website, so you can go check that out if you want to go back through and run through those names. Jason, there's one other thing that is likely to get put on this ballot in,
0: in April. Yes, there is. So um, as uh, on Tuesday, the city council voted first reading uh, to put a ballot issue on the election, on the ballot for April, uh, for a proposed sales tax increase for public safety. Um, short version is this is money that would go into the general fund, but essentially it is a commitment of the, and it's in the resolution language to maintain a minimum amount of spending from the current general budget, but then add money to the police and fire, the public safety aspects of our community with this, uh, sales tax increase. And the idea behind it is to allow them to in general, uh, just do a general increase of funding for public safety. They, they, they mentioned that they need to make sure that they can keep their, their salaries competitive because there are a lot of retirements coming. Um, in both the police and the fire department, and so they're going to need to recruit a lot of new officers um, and and firefighters into the into the the city um, to allow them to retain the ones that they have, so they don't lose any to get out of the city. Improving nine one one services and increasing the quantity of training. And uh, in December, there was a presentation by the city manager uh, about the thing. They talked about how. Well accredited, both of those departments are. Uh, how they're how they're amongst the the highest in terms of you know, job skills and ratings and all the things that go into that sort of thing. and And we've done a great job as a community. They will tell you about like making sure that they have the the equipment and the the infrastructure that they need. We passed a, a bond issue to that effect not long ago. And so this is more for the, the staffing the personnel side, the personnel side as as things go. So that's what's coming up. And so I assume it passed once again, it passed unanimously on the uh, on Tuesday uh, for first reading. So it'll probably be back. It should be back on the 11th for a second reading. And that will put it on the ballot for April. And that is going to line out our, at least for the local side of things,
1: for the for the general election in, in April fifth. We're gonna t- we will talk more and we'll dive into to the issues um, in in upcoming episodes of the podcast. We're also going to begin reaching out to each of those candidates with our our annual questionnaires for election time, and then also start scheduling um, our interviews so that you the the voters can get to know who these candidates are, where they stand on issues in our community, and and you can be a more and better informed voter when you head into the ballot box. That's going to wrap up our show for this week. We'll talk to everybody next time.